Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Protect my name. My name is Ray Ellis, and you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I believe my microphone was down just a bit on that, so I'm gonna go back again. Let you know you're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I, of course, am. Yeah, I think. Let me pinch myself. Yeah, I'm Ray Ellis. So it's time to have a good time. I'm in the Valley. I'm in Phoenix. Living like it matters is a beautiful day as always. I think today is gonna be about maybe like. 89, 86, someplace it's going to be. It's not going to be hot, but it's going to be warm. We know what it's like when it's hot in the valley. And when it's hot, it's like 115, you know, 113. That That's hot. But it will not be hot, but it will be warm. And things are warming up, as you know, in this time of year. And uh, NC2As, a lot of stuff is warming up. But there's some other stuff going on, too, in college football. Now, now all of a sudden, out of, out of the blue, and it's been going on a little while, shout out to Gil Tyree for bringing this uh, back to our attention, but it's been going on sometime here in the Valley. We've been aware of the fact that there's been some concerns about the, uh, the committee here, which uh, oversees the Fiesta Bowl, the National Championship. Uh, we got a couple other bowls here, too. Um, and, uh, boy. I guess the people at the top haven't been real honest. I guess there's a lot of people today having a little problems with, with honesty and integrity. And, uh, you know, sometimes when, when there's money involved, people compromise themselves. And and I think that the issue of this is, is money, exploitation of the bowl games and the perks that go along with it and how the money's being used or misused. But we're going to find out about all that because it'll come to light because now it's in the hands of some in, some investigative team, uh, which perhaps maybe will give us the full truth and nothing but the truth, so help us, God. But but we don't know. But it, it's, again, it's around this college athletics. And there's just so much money around this college athletics. And there's so many people who want to be in control of the money. And, you know, when you're in control of money, you got to, you know, you got the power to do things and, to, and kind of dictate. And many times, uh, you know, it, it, it finds somebody being exploited. And in this case, when it comes to college sports, I'm sorry, I'm on the side of the players. And I think once you've been there and you've done that, I mean, just think about the guy who came up with Facebook. You know, that, they were on the college campuses. 
I mean, that just to suppose that for some reason or another that, that was taken from them and it belonged to the university. You know, come on. Let, let's not exploit athletes. Let's, let's treat them fairly like anybody else. Yeah, this is a capitalistic society. And so, yes, you can generate the revenue. You should get the rewards. You know, you at least shouldn't be taken advantage of, you know. Uh, so, and, 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 and get off Adrian Peterson's back. Come on. Let's not go back. You, you understand what Ad, the point Adrian was trying to make. Let, let's not, you know, let's not, you know, beat him up and throw him under the bus. Um, so anyway, I just thought I'd start off by saying that I know that I, I had decided a while ago I was going to start doing some things because I, I enjoy. And anybody who wants to call, you can call me here at 888-346-9144. Again, 888-346-9144. Call in and chat with me because... Uh, Many times I like to give the information to you, but I also want to hear your opinion. And so uh, I've decided I'm going to do a few things as it relates to uh, to my Facebook page. And I have a lot of friends out there. I have a lot of friends, and, and there's a lot of people that are fans. And so uh, those who like the game, sometimes you don't have a voice, and I think the fans need to have a voice. And I also think there's other people that are fans, but they're also, you know, they support the game, and that is the National Football League, in some capacity from a very diverse, you know, opportunity of participation you know you can do a lot of things to support the national football league and so and sometimes people don't even know it but you are involved and and so on my facebook i just reached out you know i've asked some people hey if you like to be on the show with me send me a little private message and then some people i've just plucked and just picked them because i've you know i've read their post and, and they have a little knowledge of the game and they have a passion more than anything for the game and and they want the league to let the guys play. So one of those guys is, is, is David Revere. And so I, I reached out to Dave and I, you know, he and I have been Facebook fans for our friends for some time. And, you know, I want him to come on and chat a little bit with me. So I believe if I'm not mistaken, I got Dave on the line with me. Dave, you there? Yeah, hey, what's happening, man? Nothing much, man. Just looking forward to talking to you a little. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, interesting, Dave, I don't when, when you and I first started talking, I wanted to make sure that I had the right person, that I had somebody that was a true football fan. And you told me all you wanted was football. That's all we want, man. That's pretty much what all the fans want. Well, well, let me ask you something. From, from a fan's perspective right now, I mean, because right now, usually, I mean, the NFL is, is such a, a media conglomerate that people don't even recognize it, that right now, instead of the NFL being in a position where people are starving or football, because that's usually what's happening this time. You know, we, we are all concerned about the combine and, and many camps and OTAs and all that type of stuff and the draft. But, again, they got our attention. They got us right on the edge because now we're worried about there's going to be football or not. But, really, I mean, this whole thing about this lockout has kind of kept football on the minds and, and on the tongues of people out there talking, we're talking about football more this offseason than we talked about it ever before because we don't know if there's going to be football. So from your perspective, do you think there will be or there will not be training camp, preseason games, and a full football season? Um, I'm hoping that there will definitely be training camp and uh, definitely a full season. I'm hoping that this is a, a wake-up to the owners to stop being so greedy. The product that they sell is your talent. I mean, bottom line, without guys like you, you know, putting it out there on the line, they wouldn't have the fan base. They wouldn't have that $9.3 billion to be greedy over. So, you know, it's better to have half a pint of none. And right now, they're hurting everybody. You know, they're hurting 
you know, the NFL, they're hurting the players, they're hurting um, people who own private companies that, you know, do services for the NFL and for the players. And and here's here's my problem is you know I think what bothers the people the most and as fans like I'm a fan now of the game even though I played the game I don't play anymore I'm a retired player I'm a fan of this football game, you know, listen we weren't complaining about the price of tickets we weren't complaining about the price of parking popcorn peanuts hot dogs man we gave you more of our money we ever gave you in our whole life and and now all of a sudden you you've got to disrupt this football game. And for what? It's it's nine billion dollars out there. You, you you gotta find a way of which you can share that nine billion dollars without interrupting, you know, the game. Because when you do that, you make people start think I mean, we have forgot about it. People were not talking about the price of football tickets are too high last year in the worst economy that you and I have ever experienced, and yet and still they want to disrupt the game. So now when you do that out of a sudden I got time to stop and think and I might think, Well, damn, you know what, that ticket is kinda high. Maybe I won't go to the football game. Do you think, Dave, there's some people in this time of which they're trying to fight over the money that we spend to watch the games who might say, guess what, I'm not going to spend my money on football games anymore? Well, you have uh, that thought, and you also have people who figure, hey, let's start our own leagues. Let's start watching arena football. Let's watch UFL. Um, you know, there's still, somebody's going to still provide football. I'm sure, Ray, you remember when uh, they came out with the Scab League. You know, there's still going to be football. The owners think that it's my ball and they're going to take the ball with them, and you can't play. Well, you know, they may own, you know, but eventually, you know, the talent's going to go somewhere else. You've got guys who, who are willing to play UFL just to play football. You know, people actually love this game. They're playing the game, and that's what the owners need to realize. You know, it's their greed is going to ultimately cost them in the long run. Well, you, Dave, I, you know, I was, you know, able, or I am able to remember those scabs because I actually was playing – you know, in the league at that time. And, and, of course, those guys, you know, crossed our picket lines and uh, some of our players, you know, who were on our teams who were actually NFL players, they too became and participated in those scab games. But I, I'm just, as a fan, I know I'm not even interested in, in watching that. And, I, and I've talked to some people about that in the past. That's not going to work. But I think what could possibly work is another football league. I mean, after all, some of the very, you know, best NFL players, Hall of Famers, you know, shout out to Steve Young. Steve Young was a member of the USFL, you know, and, and he became an NFL player and, uh, and now a Hall of Famer. So, you know, there is, and the USFL, you know, I don't know if they, if they decide to dissolve that league, but I know they did not, you know, continue the operations, I don't know if their paperwork is still, you know, intact. But the only mistake that the USFL made was not the fact that they, you know, created a game of which was competing with the NFL. The only time they made the mistake is when they tried to play that game and, and considered playing it, you know, at the same time of the year. But if they had kept the USFL in the sp- as a spring league, I think it would have been a pretty good football league. Oh, of course. And as you know, uh, a lot of players played those leagues who made the transition back to NFL. I mean, you've got, you know, you guys, you're, you're Jim Kelly, you've got, uh, you know, um, you know uh, Heisman Trophy went out of Georgia, who, who played for the U.S. for the New Jersey Generals. Herschel Walker. Um, you know, there's, I mean, you've got Doug Flutie who played. I mean, you've got many guys with, with, with talent that played and now that are offering themselves as coaches. You've got Marty Scheinheimer, you've got Glanville. You know, uh, so there's a wealth of NFL talent that's made that transition, and eventually you've got players who also want to make that transition and say, you know what, if I can't play the game, let me coach the game I love and still be involved in it. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm going to shout out to Frank Minifield and Sam Mills. Uh, Sam, who played for the USFL uh, Philadelphia Stars. And Sam was one of the you know, best linebackers to ever play in the National Football League. Uh, Frank Minifield, you know, the tandem of him and, and Hanford Dixon, you know, with the Browns eventually. Uh, but, but many started off in the USFL, you know, and, and probably, you know, I don't know how they can do it, but they got to find a way for Hanford and many need to be in the Hall of Fame. How are you going to be the best tandem, the second best tandem in the National Football League ever? And you don't find your way into uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But, okay, but with, with all those things being said and done, uh, of all the things that right now, those of you who from a position of a fan, and I'm going to ask you, Dave, to represent the fans, what would you like to see done? I mean, what is it that, that you're hearing in the media from what you see on ESPN or your local newspaper? Because you're in Florida, am I correct? Yeah, in Jacksonville. Where, uh, what are you guys hearing you know, down the there? The, the Jaguars out here. Yeah, the me- and, uh, this was our the Jaguars' best year in ticket sales. It's considered the best NFL ticket going because it's the most affordable. You've got people who travel from all over the country to come watch games against Jacksonville due to the fact that our tickets are a lot cheaper and, you know, um, just, you know, bolstering the football economy. So uh, it, it falls back to, to money. Our team over here, the owners are constantly in the media. They're still trying to, you know, keep ticket sales, and, uh, you know, they're, they're promoting all kinds of specials for the Jaguars, trying to get more people to, to buy season tickets. Season ticket holders are, are crying right now, because if there is no season, now what happens to your money or your seats? You know, so uh, it, it, it hurts all the way around. So, David, let me ask you real fast. Uh, we're going to take a break here in about a few seconds. But let me ask you, the season ticket holders in Florida, in Jacksonville, are you guys being asked, or those people who are season ticket holders, are they being asked to pay for their season tickets now, or are they asked to hold on to their money and wait? Well, uh, I know that the Jaguars have, for the new season tickets, they have a 30-30 plan, which is primarily they, uh, they extend your plan and you have monthly payments. So I'm sure those people are still paying for the tickets, whether there's an NFL or not, you know, they're, they're in a contract. Wow. And so in order to make sure that they, um, you know, they hold up to their end of the contract, they, of course, got to send that money into the teams. But what they've always done in the past is the teams have always collected the money, obviously, before the tickets, because the season doesn't start until, well, in some cases, your season ticket holders have to also buy preseason tickets, and that doesn't start until August. So they get your money in the spring. They keep it for a few extra months. Obviously, you know, work with your money, make a little money off of you. And then, of course, you got the season coming up. I'd be curious as to know. Uh, if there are some people who are just simply saying, guess what, I'm, I'm not going to send my money in uh, because you can't guarantee me there's going to be a season. Uh, or do the owners have the owners, you know, kind of made a plea to the season ticket holders and say, listen, go ahead, send your money in. Don't worry. In the event there's not a season or the lockout continues, we're going to refund your money. Have they made any of those kind of statements? Well, as I said, in Jacksonville, they're, they're making a big, uh, big push. They have what they call Team Teal, which is run by uh, Tony Baselli, who, as you know, was the first draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, he's pretty much the chairman of that. And they're going out and they're going into the community. And, and uh, our football team primarily is still doing what they did during the season when they were still in NFL. They're still going out there working out. They're still doing charities on behalf of the Jaguars and, uh, you know, with the NFL. So they're still doing what they were doing all along. They're still, you know, getting themselves in condition. And hoping that, you know, hoping for the best. Okay. I'll tell you what, what we're going to do, hold on, Dave. We're going to take a break. 
And then after we take this break, we're going to come back. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I got a friend. I got a fan who loves football, and all he wants is football. David Revere, he'll be right back with me on the other side of the break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this this thing happened for you, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation, inside the trenches, your show. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I, you know, I just, when I was a part of the game, playing the game, I always had a, 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 a love for those people who came out and supported me all the time. And I want to continue to do that. So those people, hey, if they still love the game and they still want to talk to me, I let them do that. So on my Facebook uh, page, I just reached out to one of my friends. And that's Dave Rivera and Dave and I just we just chopping it up a little bit about what's happening in this in this off season and this lockout because as fans it's just got us a little bit nervous and we're a little concerned. So Dave, I, I know that you do some things with some players down there and and that uh, you know in that Florida area. And and I'm just curious as to in the off season it's extremely important. See. We make money with our bodies, so we have to take care of our bodies. And if they, ha- if they lock us out or if we strike, whatever, we still got to take care of our bodies. I mean, and so, so guys need to be working out. They need to be in the gym someplace, you know, getting a pump on. So do you, you know, the guys, do you see them still, you know, doing the things they need to do in terms of, you know, in the gyms, taking care of their bodies, getting in condition, being ready to play a football season? Yes, definitely. With uh, the guys in the Jaguars, uh, some of the guys here, courtesy of the uh, lockup, they can't get into the uh, weight room at the, at the stadium. 
some of them have gone back to their colleges. We've got guys who are right now working out at Rutgers. We've got guys that are working out at UCLA. Um, you got guys working out at private gyms with their own friends. But they're definitely still on the grind, you know, still, you know, doing their time and making sure that they're ready to play when, when uh, the season opens up. Well, one thing I can say this, I mean, you and I kind of discussed this off air, and I, I like Jack. But, man, Jack is in trouble. And, and I, I really think that this is a year where if, if, if Jack doesn't, you know, get his team into the playoffs, you, don't, you guys don't have to, to, to win, but you got to get into the playoffs. I think Jack may go. So what's, what's, the, what's the fan, uh, you know, appreciation, if there is at all, for Jack and the way he's run the team? Or are the fans saying, hey, you know, it's time for Jack to go? Well, what's, what's the temperature down there in terms of how you guys are embracing Jack well, down there? Jack made a uh, promise to all the fans on national TV, on Jaguar Network, stating that last year he was guaranteeing a playoff and nothing else. And if he didn't take the Jaguars for a playoff, he, he, he was gone. Um, obviously, he's got uh, a short-term memory problem because, you know, he got extended <laughs> and nowhere else, I don't care what you do for a living, if you make your boss a promise and you fail at it, pretty much we're out of jobs. If I have a client and I don't provide the service I profess I can do, I don't have a job. My resume looks pretty bad. Um, so he was given a, another chance, which is more, more than most people get. Now what, and uh, now he's professing that this is going to be the year. Now, why do you think, well, I mean, what did he do to deserve another chance? I mean, help me out. I, I can't figure it out, man. I, like I said, I like Jack, but, but I just, uh, what did he do to deserve another chance? Uh, I, can't, I can't even start to say what he did right to get another chance. Um, the D, you know, is uh, primarily not where it should be. Now they've given all the uh, coaching the, of the D-line and stuff to actual coaches, so they pulled Jack out of that perspective. Now the drafts, which is another thing he used to be heavily involved, that's Gene Smith, so they pulled him out of that also. So, uh, you know, now they're, they're saying he's going to pretty much just stay to, to coaching, but uh, it's well known in, in, you know, in and out of the, uh, the, the locker room area, you know, with the players and out of the players, and primarily, um, you know, if you, you buck the system and, you know, you don't do what Jack says, you may be playing for another team. It's important. Uh, Mike Peterson, all-star linebacker. The guy, the guy is uh, now playing for Atlanta. Yeah. Um, he's got rid of Marcus Stroud, Big John Henderson, uh, Dragon Florence. You know, there's talent throughout the NFL that was once in Jacksonville. Well, you know, there are a few teams out there that, you know, they kind of use themselves as, as farm teams, and then their players leave there and go to other teams and become, uh, you know, continue their all-pro careers and, and go to Super Bowls and win championships. And, and so you, you kind of hate to see that happen, but, but that, that, that does happen sometimes. Let me ask you, in terms of down there, the fans, you guys got a first-round draft pick. What you looking for? Personally, I'd have to say we need a quarterback in the worst way. That's should be first and foremost. We uh, tightened up our line, picked up some really strong defensive tackles and defensive ends. Our offensive line is looking pretty solid with Eugene Monroe, Evan Britton anchoring it. As I said on D, we've got a veteran of Aaron Campman. They've got um, Kirk Morrison, and we've got our second-year guy, Tyson Alarone, former number one draft pick, and Terrence potros Knighton, who are, I mean, definitely playing for expectations. You've got a lockdown corner in Derek Cox. Had a couple of bad games last year and was subsequently punished, you know, uh, for, I guess, not playing to where everyone else thought he should be. 
but the kid started as a rookie, went to a small school, impressive corner, and impressive corner off the field. The type of guy that does the NFL proud, guys who uh, go above and beyond, you know, maintaining their image positive and doing for the community. Okay, now you just you, you, you mentioned something. Now that's a touchy subject there because one thing about it is, you know, there's a need for a quarterback, and, and, and we know there's a couple quarterbacks out there. And one of them had a little bit of problems in college, although, you know, was supposed to be his father, not necessarily him, and that's Cam Newton. Is, is Cam the quarterback you guys are looking at down there, or is it you guys got your eyes on, on somebody else? I can't say if they're looking at Cam personally. Um, Cam's brother actually played with the Jaguars for, for a spell as a second-string uh, center. Yes. And he was released last year. Um that's Cecil. So I can't tell if they have eyes on Cam. I personally think that he would be a good choice. He's got the height, and he definitely has the arm that's needed. I mean, he could clear the field and, you know, throw that 50, 60-yard bomb. Plus, and he's a six foot seven, six foot six athlete. So he's going to be a, a rifle for He's going to be not the quarterback that's going to be a one-arm tackles guy, and he's willing to run the ball. Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh, yeah, the kid certainly he'll go in the in the first round. You know, he'll go and you know I think he'll be gone in one of the top ten, certainly fifteen picks. I don't think he'll still be there around fifteen. But but that kind of brings up me to something I want to talk to you about because uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I want you to you know to tell all those out there listening in terms of your profession. I know you work with guys uh, off the field. I, I know you have a security business and you do some things. Um, you know, there is a young man out there, Des Bryant. You know, who supposedly was at a mall and, and you know, and, and, and someone who worked for the mall had, had approached him and his, his, his friends. I don't want to say his posse because it was just him and his boys hanging out and, and their pants were down a little bit too low. I mean, we all heard the song. We know it. You know, pants on the ground, <laughs> you know, pull them up. But, you know, when you're out, when you're doing your work and you work with these young men, uh, is it I mean, are they? getting in trouble because, you know, they're initiating these things? Or is it most of the time you have to step in because there's somebody out there who perhaps is, you know, a little, you know, envious of, of you know, what they have and what they do for a living, and maybe they're getting a little bit too much attention? Uh, explain to those people out there many times the work that you do and what you're faced with and either say, hey, sometimes the guys you got a little bit too much ego or sometimes there's a lot of envy and jealousy out there. It's, as you pointed out, it's a bit of both. I run uh, St. Nick's Investigative Services, and I specialize in uh, event security and private security, bodyguard work. And uh, there are guys whose egos are definitely bigger than their talent. Um, they forgot where they came from, and they think that they deserve to have an entourage and that they could pretty much express themselves as they wish. And then you have your guys who are the polar opposite, who are out there and everything is about public image and, you know, giving back to the community. I've been blessed when I said I've done work with uh, Trey and Flores on Buffalo Bills, and he's constantly giving back into the community. Michael Peterson with Atlanta Falcons is constantly giving back. He's doing charities. Um, as, as I said, Trey is currently doing a, a scholarship where he's trying to get scholarships for four kids, paid for for full, for four years of college through his uh, Trey and Flores Foundation. Now, this is, these are guys who are technically unemployed, him and Mike Peterson. Um, yet they're constantly doing good for the community, buying stuff. They take kids out Christmas shopping. They buy them books before school. And they're doing it because they came from those communities. They're not doing it for public honor or for public, you know, pats on the back. They're doing it because they came from those communities like Alaska and Ocala, 
and uh, they know what it's like to grow up without. So they give it back from the heart, and that's what's impressive. And, you know, you know, your stories of what you're telling about the guys of what you're working with, you know, they don't make it to mainstream media. Media doesn't get a chance to hear about nobody wants to hear a, a good feel good story. You know, they always want to hear about the guy who's in the club who gets shot. They want to hear about Des Bryant, you know, in the mall. And by the way, if you guys didn't read the entire article or the, the most recent article, it does say that Des was not necessarily one whose pants were on the ground. It was perhaps maybe a couple of his friends of which the officers undercover, you know, suggested that they might pull their pants up. So Dez was not the person who was, you know, not dressed appropriately. You know, it was some of his boys that he was with. And, you know, and but but he he was the one that perhaps maybe uh, voiced his opinion as to probably feeling like, you know, why you got to pick us out? I'm sure it was one of those kind of things. But I'm just glad to hear, you know, you say some good things, because, again, many times, David, you know, you know, people just don't you know, hear. People get tired of reading about your John Charlie's and all these other incidents. They forget that athletes, first and foremost, are human. You know, people make errors, and they make it could be an error of judgment. Um, a lot of times, some of these guys don't they they feel like they don't want to alienate the people they grew up with, so they have to stay with that crowd to supposedly keep it real. So they they, they keep their hangarounds and try to bring them back down to where they came from. Hey, they, Dave. they don't realize that you know what you know you're in a different world. You're you're making you know a lot of money. You're in the public eye. Everything you do is scrutinized. It's time to you know what tell your friends. Hey, you know what? It was great growing up. We, we did what we did, but now I have, you know, to maintain a certain image, and, and you know, we could chill, but if you're going to embarrass me, you know, please go somewhere else. Right. Hey, Dave, we got to take a break, but I want you to come back because I want to touch on that. I'm one of those people, and I got a chance to go back to, you know, a city a couple miles away from where I was born and raised and, and finish my professional career. And so a lot of my boys was at the game sometime, but I want to explain it to you from a player's perspective what that's all about. You're looking at Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at you bet.com. 
Get ready for a show that's going to take it to the next level of sports talk. Get ready for Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. He's got 12 years of broadcast experience as an analyst for ESPN SportsCenter and NFL Live. And he has 10 years experience as a player with the Seahawks, Colts, Vikings, and Chargers, as well as the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of the CFL. You'll hear the truth and not the sidelines. Sean Salisbury, unfiltered. Is not for the faint of heart. Tune in every weekday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Coast to Coast Mixtapes.com. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my friend with me from, of course, Facebook, my Facebook family, Dave Rivera. And Dave, you know, before we went to break, we were we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, players and 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 their friends and and just keeping it real. And and here's what I just wanted to say from a player's perspective because I, I was blessed to have that happen for me. I got a chance to come back home, and 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 all people had to do was drive. 45 minutes to see me play pro football. And some of those friends that would come up to visit me, I knew my entire life. And so when you hear that thing about keeping it real, and a lot of players, you know, always use that term, you know, players feel as if the only way they made it was because of those guys. Those guys inspired them and supported them so much. And many times it's hard to give up on that. But, you know, because you, you, you work with some of these players that, the whole crew and all their friends are not knuckleheads, but it's one or two within that crowd that they got to try to find a way to get them away from them because they're cancerous and they're real not good. They're not really not good people. Am I correct? That's a, precisely. I mean, um, the true friends, the guys you grew up with, who knew you when you had nothing, those guys are there from the heart and they want to see you succeed and they keep you grounded. They keep you knowing where you came from and knowing that, you know what? NFL may stand for now for long. You know, you're going to have to find a job. You're gonna, you don't want to alienate everybody you grew up with that cares about you. But you always have your one or two knuckleheads in that, in that clique who think that, hey, so-and-so is a celebrity now. I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to do something stupid because, you know, cops aren't going to bother us. They don't realize, especially here in the South, um, being an NFL player does not give you any privileges. Over here, they're going to they're scrutinize everything you do. It's a small market. Um fortunate to have some really great talent out here like Maurice Jones Drew, um, but it's a small market. If you go out for a beer on your birthday, it's going to be tomorrow's paper. Mm. You know, so if you come out and some of your friends act a fool on your birthday, it's, it's going to come back and it's going to bite you. Case in point, not that long ago, we had Ernest Wolford, talented football player, got in trouble in a, in a bar. Not only did they print it, they even showed his mugshot. Um, so because it was a celebrity status, they automatically take away innocent until proven guilty. Because now you're guilty in the media. You're guilty in, the, in people who don't know you and don't know what transpired eyes. And it's, it's impossible to regain your, your good name. Yeah, you're right. Is dirty. I mean, you know, 
they're going to put a retraction that's too large and say, oops, my bad. Right. But your name has already been sullied. Yeah, and, and that's the only thing that, you know, that pretty much your father gave you that it's yours, you know, that your name. Yes. Just make sure you leave and leave that name clean for your, for your future you know, generations. Right. And that viral effect now, you know, like just right now, you and I, you know, although, you know, you may be in Florida and I'm here in, in Arizona, you know, this is a global broadcast. So that's what people have the ability now is that when they put something out, it's not just regional. It's not just local. It's global. And everybody gets that story. And they don't necessarily when that retraction comes out, they don't see that retraction. So they think just like in the Des Bryant case that it was Des with his pants on the ground. You know, and so perhaps they, although, you know, Dion has said there's some issue that there's half still in this case in point, it wasn't his pants that was on the ground. He was kind of sticking up. And that was a, a situation where I'm sure it was probably some of his friends, you know, and he's trying to stick up for them. But but let me also ask you this from your perspective, because, again, your work, there's a situation going on with Barry Bonds now. Now, now Barry Bonds has all these people that have been working with him and close to him and, you know, and, and I guess, you know, maybe it's something on the side, a chick on the side or something like that. In your work, uh, when, you, when somebody hires you and retains your services for, you know, for you to do work for them, I mean, and you're, you're, you're brought into a court of law. I mean, you know, they say what, what what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I guess people figure if they if they hire somebody to to be their security person to 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 protect them, they're thinking protect them in all aspects. But I, I guess there's some aspects of which, you know, you can be compromised. And a court of law tells you you got to tell the truth, the whole truth, or nothing but the truth. I mean, so these people who are hiring people uh, to protect them away from you know danger and harm. Uh, sometimes can end up in, in, in a courtroom and, and having to testify against the person that paid them to provide them a service. Is that correct? Oh, of course. I mean, the court can subpoena anybody to testify. I mean, it's the individual's choice whether he chooses to testify or not or whether he wants to be found with contempt of court. But what it really comes down to is a lot of these guys are hiring guys that are not well qualified and don't have the professional integrity or the common sense to, to tell, tell the person, hey, you know what, this is a bad idea. Because when you're a security professional, a security consultant, it's your job to tell the guy, you know what, what you're doing, it may backfire and make it turn around and bite you. How, how about if you want to have that party, let's have that party brought to your house instead, instead of going out to a club. You know, so they're, they're, they're choosing poorly. You know, that consultant is supposed to do just that. He's supposed to consult you and say, you know what, yeah, I understand it's your birthday. Yes, I understand you need to unwind. But what is it we have that as a private party and, you know, Keep it in house instead of going to a public club where you know paparazzi and the local media can pretty much slander your name. Well, Dave, you know that part that you just talked about, and the way you explained that, and I appreciate you explaining like that. You're a consultant. So, therefore, you're going to consult with your client and you're going to approach your client when you think perhaps maybe he or she may be teetering, breaking the law, and, and you're going to advise them that perhaps maybe we should do this elsewhere or we should do something different or you shouldn't even do that. And I, and I think that's what happens sometimes is I think people find themselves where they get caught up in their work of who they're working for and they compromise themselves. But the integrity of your business is more important to you than to be compromised by somebody who's paying you a few dollars. Well, to. as a former law enforcement officer, I would, never, I would never authorize or condone any illegal activity. So um, right off the get-go, they know that if that's there, I'm not. You know, um, my model for my company is what second best isn't an option. So I'm not going to sell out my name and my integrity for a couple of bucks that's going to fight me in the future. Um, 
you know, so I, you know, to, to sell the properly, I would say, hey, you know what? If you want to have that part, that, that nice plus party, you got enough friends, you've got a nice big house, let's have that, that party in your home, and we'll lock it down. We'll run security, and uh, good security, good private security, doesn't, as long as what happens in that party, it's none of our business. We're out to keep everybody else out. Right. Now, Dave, uh, you mentioned about your work. Why, why don't you, uh, for those who are there listening, why don't you tell them uh, if you uh, would like to, of course, because you do some stuff that's, uh, again, you don't want to talk about who you uh, work for, but certainly uh, some of the work that you do. And if somebody is in need of your services, perhaps maybe you might uh, share that with them, how they can find you. Uh, well, our, our Facebook is Ray Knowles. I'm under St. Nick's Investigative Services. Uh, my personal page is Dave Rivera. Um, I've done consulting work for law firms, missing person cases, uh, trained bounty hunters nationwide. We have 25 years of law enforcement, so uh, uh, the dignitary protection at the international level, I'm protected heads of state, and I've done multiple celebrities, NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, uh, hockey players, and uh, it's all about maintaining their integrity, maintaining their uh, privacy. And let me ask you something. You know, you know, many times, uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, you you you're working with uh, the Jaguars there for home games. Am I correct? You're doing some security as, as they have their uh, home games and they stay in the hotels. Uh, no, I, I have the security uh, for them when they're staying at the hotel. I am on the security at a uh, North Florida hotel, so I handle all those aspects of uh, security. Uh, people coming in, uh, guests, and everything else. But uh, as far as working for the actual team, no, I'm not employed by the Jaguars. They have their own uh, head of security for that. Oh, I'm I sorry. Handle it for the camp. Okay. When it's staying at, at the hotel. You you handle it for the hotel, okay? And so they. Uh, so let me just ask, in case there are some some young folks out there who are, are looking for autographs and like to meet somebody and take some pictures, are the fans allowed to come to the hotel? And will you, if they do come, will you allow them to get autographs from the players as they're there in the hotel? Are they allowed to do that? Of, of course. Um, the, it, they advertise at the stadium where the Jaguars stay. Um, media takes photographs. Uh, the Jaguars, as I said, they, we, we are fortunate in this town, but we have a really personable team. And these guys will stop pretty much having a meal to sign autographs for you. You'll find them at your local supermarket at the mall. Um, we don't really have... Uh, too many guys whose heads are bigger than, than their talent. We have guys that can, you know, go out to supermarkets and do signings all the time. And when they have practice, we'll have mobile practices for the fans. That's free. Just come in and you're a foot, two feet away from the action. And they'll gladly sign for you. Well, I would tell you what, man. Uh, you got a hell of a running back down there. And uh, Maurice yes, isn't... Maurice does do. Yeah, he's and not... He's as good off the field as he is on the field. Another, as I said, another person that you're proud to know. Uh, he does a lot for the community, um, and he does it from the heart. He bought one of the high school teams out here. He bought all their equipment. Yeah, he, um, he, he does it because it's you know him, you know how he grew up. He you know promotes a united way. He's genuine on and off the field. What you see is what you get. He doesn't like to lose. So yeah. people get upset that you know he may have you know made a comment. You know, guess what? Um, it was his right, and it's his opinion. And he does not lose. I can't blame him. But he's a genuine good person on and off the field, as is Mercedes Lewis. Yeah, he's a, a Maurice is a solid guy, man, and, and you know, just one of my favorites. Superman, Superman. <laughs> Listen, let me just say this. I'm gonna ask you one last thing, and I'm gonna let you go because I'm gonna close this out. 
Uh, we got another segment, but I'm going to let you go. Are you watching any of the Final Four when it's uh, coming up this weekend? You plan to watch the games? No, my heart belongs to football. It's the only thing I care about. See, and that's I'm big on basketball, and even the Final Four doesn't quite move me. See, that's a true football fan, and that's what's at stake right now, the loss of a true football fan. But that's, that's not going to happen because you're going to hang around. And, and I just want to say this. I'm going to thank you for the work that you've been doing, Dave, in the, in the past few years and, and working with players and, and keeping their head in the right direction and, and providing security for them because, you know, there's times where, you know, sometimes you do need somebody to step in to make sure that, you, you know, you can control your temper because, you know, athletes are very competitive. And when they're being challenged sometimes, they just need somebody to step in. Listen, again, I want to thank my Facebook friend and also a great fan of the national football league uh david rivera for for joining me and uh i'm gonna have another facebook fan join me next week so y'all be sure to check me out on facebook i'm gonna take a break and i'm gonna have the last segment of ray ellis sports i am ray i'll be back after this break thank you dave appreciate it my brother thank you ray thank you Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Football and so much more is the focus of Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson. Join the former Arizona Cardinals running back for a show that mixes, well, a little bit of everything. Damian brings to the program life experiences playing football and will talk about his variety of successes both on and off the field. The goal is to provide you with a fun perspective on life, family, success, and of course, football. Tune in to Planet Gridiron with Damian Anderson, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listen to Sports Talk at the Positive Pub every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Gil Tyree talks to sports newsmakers, playmakers, and story breakers. You, the hardcore, interactive, and novice fan, can join the show via your phone calls and emails. Sample what's good, right, and positive about the world of sports every week. Begin your week in a positive way with Sports Talk from the Positive Pub. Be here every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Each week, take a visit inside the locker room of your favorite sport with Dez Clark, Paul Fresh Clark, and Lester Scudder Davis as they bring you sportsmanlike conduct. As a current player, Dez Clark can bring you inside the sports world like nobody can. His co-hosts represent the fans of the sports world. With both points of view on the table, it becomes an engaging and entertaining program, to say the least. Sportsmanlike conduct can be heard Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. From high school to the pros, we we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
righty, we're back for the last segment of Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Again, I want to thank Dave Rivera for um, for joining me on the show. You know, Dave is again one of those uh, friends of mine on Facebook, and I'm gonna be you know facing it up with some Facebook friends from uh, from now on. I think I'll continue to do that. And uh, just hit me with an inbox message if you want to be on the show, or you call me here at eight eight eight. Three four six nine one four four. I think I'm going to finish finish up the show with the way I had planned to finish that up, and that is, you know, to continue to talk a little bit about just uh, you know CBA every day. Always got to talk about the CBA every day. So I, some of the things that some of the players are doing, you know, to keep themselves relevant. Chad Uchocinco. I mean, the man has charisma. He he is able to uh, put himself in a position of which he gets the attention of people. And because he gets the attention of people and he retains that attention, then man's probably getting paid pretty good. Now, I would imagine he's trying to make that professional soccer team. And Chad doesn't look bad playing soccer. I'm not saying that he's good at at the professional level, but it's obviously that he's played that game before. I even said to myself years ago that soccer was a game that I wish I would have played, although I never played it, because the coordination of, of, of your feet and and the ability to move those feet and to run and, and the coordination, all that stuff it takes, man, you know. And I would imagine those guys, if they did play football, there's probably some good wide receivers and running backs out there um, on that soccer field. Chad, obviously, is a wide receiver. And uh, so shout out for him for doing, you know, some things to keep himself relevant and in the media and, and in front of us on the tube and all that type of stuff. Um, some of the guys took time out to go back to school. I think that's an excellent thing to do. They should go back to school, finish their education. There's no doubt about it. That's doing some of the right things. For those guys out there who are in the weight rooms and, and running and keeping themselves in shape, that's the right thing to do. You know, they, there was a couple things that Demore Smith suggested some of the guys do. You know, obviously be conservative with your money. You know, and not only that, but get together. Quarterbacks, receivers, get together as much as you can. DBs, you know, linebackers, you know, get together. You're going to play football again. Uh, you know, I think it was uh, – uh, one of the owners, I think it's the Houston Texans owner, you know, stepped up and said he guaranteed that there's going to be, you know, a season, a full season, and uh, they're going to play football. So, it, you know, it's just right now, uh, it's just a couple things that have to be ironed out, and they will be ironed out. I see Carl Eller and a few other guys have, have joined the lawsuit, uh, you know, and are trying to become a part of the suit uh, because they want to represent some former players because they feel as if, if, the stu- if the lockout lasts too long, then it will impact benefits of former players such as myself. Again, I hope that doesn't happen, but, uh, you know, happy to see people stepping up. If I, if I need to join that, I'll join that as well because I'm for the players. Make no mistake now, I'm, I'm a player and I'm for the players. So let me move on, if you will. Uh, there's a couple things of which, you know, they talk about the players, uh, you know, concerned about some testing that they want to add to the game, the HGH, t- they want to test for that. Hey, go let them test. Let them test. Listen, if you're not doing anything, you don't have anything to hide. And I heard him say something about players being scared of needles. Guess what? I'm scared to death of needles. Anytime I have to go in to take a shot or anything, that nurse has to just about chase me around the room. Eventually, I'm going to settle down and let her do it. But it ain't going to be you just walk up to me and just put a needle in my arm. I'm scared to death. I always tell people, if anybody ever tells you that Ray Ellis OD'd from shooting up some heroin or anything like that, that's a lie. It's a murder case. Start investigating. I'm scared to death of needles. So I would never do that. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. So I understand the fear that some of these guys really do have with needles. And there's actually a, a medical terminology for that. 
I just don't know what it is, but look it up. You'll find out. Yeah, the fear of needles. There is a medical terminology for that. So, the final four. Okay, everybody already knows by now that if anybody, and there's only two, in the bracket of which was put out, I think it was by ESPN, two people out of five, six plus million. Now, just think about how many people who watch these games that did not participate in that bracket, but participate in maybe other brackets, but just how many people have an interest in these college games. It's, it's really great. I mean, it's great to see this many people have an interest in college sports and even so much so willing to take time out to fill out a bracket. But here's what I want to say. My point of view is that I'm surprised nobody has said this, but is it possible that VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, and Butler, could they be the Boise State and the TCU of basketball? I mean, because these are teams, Butler's going back to the Final Four. Lost the national championship game last year. But, but these are teams just like BCU, I mean, just like Boise State came back, you know, undefeated again, you know, and, and, and still couldn't get any respect. These are teams that are, that are now consistently. Gonzaga was the first team that kind of out of the blue, nowhere, small school, just all of a sudden started recruiting the type of talent that they show up all the time, certainly in the Sweet 16, then maybe the Elite Eight, then Final Four. You know, but now, you know, we've got these teams showing up. And, and the big schools that are out these powerhouse programs, there's a reason why some of these small schools want to get in. And I myself, I'm going to tell you, I've been in favor of the big schools. But now I'm not so sure. I mean, there is talent out there. And that's why many times a National Football League player or former player will tell a young kid that they will find you anywhere. If, if, if your heart desires and you have the passion to play this game at the highest level, go do it. Perform. With, with technology the way it is today, people will find you. You will end up on YouTube someplace and people will know about you. Your talent will not go unnoticed. You know, if they can, you know, they can pull people can just put it, put you up. They will put you up. And next thing you know, you got all these hits on your site and all of a sudden the scout finds you. So what, what I want to say is, you know, perhaps maybe there's a couple things about these different systems. Not only is the compensation system of paying players, while they're in college, not working. This current system is not working. But also, perhaps maybe the consideration of some schools that don't get a chance to make it into, you know, the NCAA tournament, perhaps maybe they might want to revisit that system of of how you decide who gets a chance to play and participate and who doesn't. Because I looked at some of the records of some of those teams, and I wasn't so sure they should have been in the tournament from the beginning. And maybe there were some other, you know, t- you know, teams that were out there that their record was a lot better. And they should have been and gotten a chance to participate in the tournament because you can't think just because it's a small school that they can't compete. Because certainly Virginia Commonwealth and Butler is showing you that they can compete and they can play with anybody. Now, I know what's happening to a lot of the big programs is, is they're getting guys that are coming in at a one and done and two and done. And some of the other smaller schools are playing with guys who got four years of experience. 
right at the university at the Ohio State University. My man even had five years experience because he got hurt. But we lost. We lost. We're out of the tournament. So if you stay in long enough and you stay in school and, you, you know, you continue to play ball and, and who knows what might happen. But certainly I think this is good for basketball to have a butler and a VC, VCU in, in, in the Final Four. I think that's good. And just like I think it was good when, when Boise stayed in TCU, yeah, I didn't want them to be above the Ohio State University. Okay, but if they think they can play us, let us play them. They think they can beat us, let them, come on, let's play. But the only way you can find out who's the better team, to find out what's the better conference, to find out who's a better player, like my man Herman Edwards said, you play the game to win. They're not going to show up to lose. They're going to play the game to win. And guess what? You got to give them a chance to play the game because they just might surprise you. And it just might upset all the brackets with the exception of two. Like it did this year. You never know. You got to let them play the game. That's what you got to do in the National Football League, too. You got to let the players play the game. So you got to get this strike over with so they can play the game. That's all I wanted to tell you. I just wanted to end it on football, really, <laughs> on the National Football League and the CBA. Get it done. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.